This is the story of the 1965 Minnesota Twins, the American League pennant winners. The Minnesota Twins, blending of veterans and youngsters, time and again showed an amazing ability to come from behind in the late innings. These are the broadcasts that tell the Twins' 1965 story of winning the pennant. The pattern started to develop early in the season. On May 11th, first place is at stake. The Twins are playing the Los Angeles Angels. The score is tied at 2-2. Two to two. The Angels' great right-hander, Dean Chance, is pitching. 2-2, two two, last of the ninth inning. A leave on third one out. The infield is up all around. The outfield is coming in very shallow for the simple reason that it won't do him any good to catch a long fly ball since they'll leave it to the score. The first pitch to Harmon. Swing and a miss. The breaking pitch off the outside corner. There's certainly not showing any inclination to walk Killebrew. Harmon has grounded out and struck out twice tonight. The infield right up to the ground. The outfield shallow. Chance into the lineup. Here's the pitch. Swung on, hit back to Chance. He can't find the ball. And a rebound gone. Killebrew had a low shot off the pitcher's Chance. He couldn't find the ball as it bounced back towards the plate. And Tony Oliva scored. It'll be rule as a base hit and a run better than Muhammad. Most of the Twins' 10 victories over the Detroit Tigers were accomplished the last time at bat. On June 25th, the first-place Twins had a half-game lead over Chicago and Cleveland. The Twins and the Tigers were tied 3-3. It was the last of the ninth. 3-3 here in the last of the ninth with two out and the bases loaded for the Twins. Two-strike count on pinch hitter Joe Nossick. Fred Gladding working in relief of Wickersham. Here's a wind-up and the pitch. He sends a ground ball slowly towards second. Top play for the second baseman around the first. Safe! Twins win! Twins win! The Twins four. And the Tigers three. As they rally with two out and not on in the ninth. And the Twins are assured of staying in first place for at least another 24 hours. Halsey, and I'll tell you again, you can now get up from underneath the bench. <laughs> the game is over. All is forgiven. Well, the twins, you wouldn't say the Twins had them all away, would you? Boy, that's the way to crash that nugget. In a pinch. Pull down the ball and dribble it towards second and Lumpy coming in fast. Might have gotten a slower man, but Nasik can run and so the Twins really pulled one out of the fire tonight. The last game before the break for the All-Star Game. The Twins and the defending champion New York Yankees meet at Metropolitan Stadium. It's a tense, rhubarb-filled game. Twins manager Sam Mealy has already lodged a protest over a ruling that went against the Twins. The Twins are down by a run. Ball two, strike two, two out, one on, five for the Yankees, last of the night. Mickelson comes to the set. Here's the pitch. Way outside, almost a wild pitch. 
So Rollins will be moving as it's three and two to Killebrew. He tried to sidearm Harmon and came way outside that time. Richardson back on the grass, the second baseman in near second. Killebrew's ready. Rollins leads at first. Here's the set. And the pitch. A foul behind the plate. He changed up on him three and two. It's out of play. Rollins goes back to first. Oh, my. Imagine the season's only half over. One after another of games that go right down to the wire. It makes for great baseball, but a little tough on the blood pressure. Here's the pitch. A drive takes the left. And the season was only half over. It's July 31st now. The contending Orioles are in town. It's the last of the 11th. One of baseball's premier relief pitchers is working for the Orioles. Last of the 11th. Stu Miller pitching. Tony Oliva batting. Oliva today is one for three a single. Walked one time. The last time he faced Stu Miller, it was in Baltimore last Sunday. And Tony had a three-run homer to tie the game at 5-5. A game eventually won by the Twins 8-5. Here's the windup and the first pitch. A smash through the middle and it's grabbed by Aparicio behind second. He has no play. Oliva is on. Oliva is sacrificed to second. Hank Bauer, the Baltimore manager, orders an intentional walk to Killebrew. And then, with Joe Nasik up, Miller looks back at second. Delivery. Ground ball slowly at the third. Robinson has it on to second out there. On the first, not in time. Oliva's going to score. He scores. Oliva went all the way to the plate. Oliva scored from second as the Orioles missed the double play. The winning run comes across on a tremendous bit of daring base running by Tony Oliva. As Boot Powell took the relay at first, which was not in time, he took that fatal look. He didn't believe it. He hesitated just that long. By the time he made his throw to the plate, Oliva was in with a slide. The Twins win it in 11 innings by a score of 2-1. to one. Halsey, that's the way I saw the winning run. Well, I don't see how anybody can see it differently. Unless they were yelling so loud they couldn't see it. <laughs> Please me. Just away with a lot of folks here. Another last inning time for the Twins. On August 2nd, the Orioles' sixth round hit a three-run homer in the top of the ninth to tie the Twins at five and five. In the last of the ninth, Jimmy Hall batted for Johnny Clipstein. One and two to Jimmy Hall. The windup and the pitch. One on five to left field. Stallion deep. Now at the fence. It's going, going. Oh, a home run. Just got over the left field fence. A home run to the opposite field. By Jimmy Hall and the Twins win it. Six to five. The date now is August 4th. The Washington Senators lead the Twins three to two. It's the last of the ninth. Jerry Kendall pinch it for Dick Stigman. Jerry Kendall up the bat for Stigman, and there's a long with the left. It is a play ball game. With no out, Versailles walks. Bridges to the set. Here's a pitch. A ground ball over the mound, and it is in the center for a hit. The fires around second. Streaking for third. Runners first and third, and nobody out. Shortstop Brinkman couldn't get it. The second baseman Hamlin couldn't get it. And the twins of runners at first and third. 
Left-handed batting, Jimmy Hall. Up. Versailles on third. Oliva on first. No out. Last of the ninth, 3-3. Bridge is out of a windup. Here's the pitch. A ground ball right side. Versailles scores. The Queens win 4-3. And the first pitch again. Holy cow, can you imagine that? Three first pitches win the ball game for the Twins.
the second place White Sox were leading the Twins four to three. Bill Flight was the twin pitcher with Don Buford on third base. Buford coming home. Here's a pitch. He is safe. He steals home. Don Buford steals home. And that was really a surprise with the left-handed batting Pete Ward at the plate. Buford stole home. Labor Day in Kansas City. The Twins won the first game of the doubleheader, but the surging White Sox were winning too. In the second game... The A's have the bases loaded against the Twins with the score tied at 3-3. Three three. Bases loaded, one out, infield still up, outfield still shallow. Worthington trying to pick out of a king-sized jam. 3-3 three, three last of the night. Rosario stands in. The wind-up, the pitch. A drive in the right field. One-handed pass, the runner tagging the throw to the plate. It is high, it is... The first half of this Twins highlight album ends with a loss. But now, the stretch drive is coming up. Showdown in Chicago. The hottest team in the league, the White Sox. They are five games behind the league-leading Twins. On September 8th, the score is Chicago 2 and the Twins 1. Earl Batty is on first base with one away. Jimmy Hall, the batter. Hall's last home run on August 2nd beats the Orioles. Lazard checks the runner. Here's the pitch. A long drive to right. It is way back. Robinson at the wall. Home run. The Twins won that game 3-2, went on to take command of the American League race, and the tenth numbers game is on as the Twins invade Washington on the final road trip of the season. The magic number with the Baltimore Orioles is three. Jim Grant seeks victory number 20, and Halsey is the broadcaster as the Twins lead 5 to nothing in the Washington ninth inning of the first game. Willie has struck out twice, grounded into a double play started by Quillacy. Mudcat's picture, line drive to Quillacy on the hop. Frank has it. Mudcat is picked to one hit, got out, and they're engulfing him on the diamond. Daddy embraces him. Syllable runs up. Neely's coming out. A one hit shutout. The only hit, a clean double by Don Brazing gave him the third inning. The Twins reduce their magic number to two, and the crowd is giving them an ovation. In the second game, with the score tied at 3-3 in the Twins' eighth inning, Frank Quillacy, rookie second baseman, is up. On third, Killebrew. On second, Nossick. On first, Mincher. And to the plate is Frank Quillacy. He has struck out twice and walked. Three to three. Top of the eighth. Klein can work out of a windup now. 
Here's the pitch. A shot to left. He's hit. Double scores. Nothing being waved to the plate. It is five to three as Kelsey lines the base hit to left. A solid single. And the Twins go ahead five to three. The score is still five to three. The Twins. And in the last of the ninth, the burden and pressure is on young Twins left-hander Jim Merritt. Merritt has Batty's sign. Here's his windup and the pitch. Strict three call. Got him looking. The Twins have nailed down at least the tie. Jim Merritt getting congratulations. As among others, young Jimmy Merritt joins Joe Nossick, Frank Quillison, and Sandy Valdespino among twin heroes. The stage is set now for the afternoon of September 26th. Two of the league's finest left-handers are matched. The Senators, Pete Rickard. The Twins, Jim Cox. A Twins victory, and the pennant comes to Minnesota. The score is one to one, as Frank Quillacy leads off the eighth. Quillacy yesterday singled in the winning and insurance run. Three and one. Here's the pitch. Ground ball that is past McMullen into left field. Near the line, Quillacy around first. He's headed for second. Howard throw to second. Not in time. Quillacy is on. He smashed a 3-1 offering that McMullen could not quite hold. It's a double. Quillacy moves to third on a pass ball, and with one out, Zoilo Versailles, who had earlier scored the Twins' only run, is the batter. This record really has good stuff. Zayas stands back in. The lefty wine. Here it is. High fly ball. Center field. Not too deep. Quillacy tagging. The catch is made by Locke. Here comes the throw. It's a pretty strong one, but the run scores, and the Twins take the lead by 2-1. to one. And now the spotlight is on the pitching. Jim Cott pitching. It's the last of the ninth. There are two outs. Two out, none on. This is the last of the ninth. The Twins are leading two to one. And here is Don Zimmer. Single to left in the second. Struck out in the fourth and again in the seventh. Both times swinging. Right-handed batter. Swing and a miss. And there goes the bat over to the Twins' dugout. Strike one. That took a little bit off, that one. Billy Martin flips the bat out to Zimmer. John Flaherty dusts off home plate. Two out and none on in the last of the ninth. Got into that easy windup. Here's the pitch. Strike two call. Overhand breaking ball is in there. Perhaps just one swing left. Here's the pitch. Howled away on the right side. It's still 0-2. The Twins have won 98 games. Number 99 means the pennant. Here's the windup and the pitch. The Twins, as you might expect, celebrated in wild fashion in the clubhouse. Here we are at Daytona. 
in the words, and we've been asking the players just to uh, uh, sum things up the way they feel about it. A thoroughly drenched and thoroughly happy Jim Cott just 
uh, walked into our little ante room here. Uh, Jim, that was a great pitching performance today. I don't mind telling you, uh, uh, I sort of crossed my fingers in the earlier innings, but if ever anybody finished strong, you certainly did. What were your thoughts as you pitched that game today as far as your stuff was concerned, Jim? Well, Ray, I crossed my fingers along with you. I was uh, throwing not uh, the way I can throw in the early innings. I felt myself throwing kind of flat and sidearm. Suddenly I recalled a uh, Warren Spahn theory that he taught me several years ago, a toe-to-toe where I come up over the top similar to the way Jimmy Merritt does. And of course, he gets a lot on the ball for as big a fella as he is. Well, I noticed, Jim, that in the last of the night, uh, you mentioned now, and, and you remind me of it, that it did seem to me you were coming closer to over the top, particularly as you were pitching to the right-handed batter in the ninth inning than any time earlier in the game, and your breaking pitches were magnificent in the latter portion of that game. Right, Ray, I was trying to more or less jump at the hitter and... Uh, Told myself in the situation that uh, if they're going to beat me, they're going to hit me. I'm not going to walk anybody or make a lollipop pitch. I was going to challenge them with the best I had, and uh, this gave me a little more incentive to jump at the hitter. And uh, fortunately, I had the proper rhythm, and uh, well, everything just really fell into place. Well, congratulations to you, Jim, not only on your effort today, because the timing on this was particularly opportune, but on your contributions for the entire season. Thank you very much, Ray. Here's Coach Jimmy Lemon. Jim, I guess this makes all of the. Uh, travel and all of the work and all of the worry worthwhile, doesn't it? Boy, it sure does. I'll tell you, it's been 18 years now, the first one I've been on it, it's, it's really, really something. I, mean, I was just talking with Frank Quillacy, and I said, uh, it's my way of thinking how, how, how fortunate he must feel in his first year in the big leagues to be on a pennant winner. Yeah. And, I, and I've talked to some guys in the league, and they say, I've been in the league 14 years, they haven't even gotten close. It, it, it really must be. I'll tell you, it's, it's something for me, believe me. Well, Jim, uh, certainly uh, our congratulations to you on your part in building this ball club. I know that there's a trite phrase, you know, where everybody has contributed, but uh, believe me, in, in my years in sports, I can't think of, a, of an organizational effort uh, that is so much wrapped up in that phrase, where everybody has contributed. Everyone contributed every day, and it was a different man, seemed like, but uh, I, I didn't get a hit all year, oddly enough. <laughs> Jim, congratulations. Thank you very you. much, Ray. Well, I'll see you. My boy, uh, my boy. Up. Do you believe now, Halsey, that we're home free? You know something? I'll go way out on a limb. I think we're going to be in the World Series. Well, Halsey, uh, as we close out this, uh, what certainly I think could be properly called a memorable, if not an historic occasion, uh, I want to tell you how happy I am, Halsey, that I know you've been with championship teams in many sports. I'm a writer and a broadcaster, but... Uh, to be with a big league team, I couldn't be happier for you. And to tell you, Halsey, uh, what a real pleasure it's been to call on your vast experience uh, throughout these years and to have this thing all culminate in winning a pennant uh, and how uh, almost ironic, I guess it is, to wind it up in the old home city on the part of the Twins when they were the Senators. Uh, this hey, really makes right. it an historic day. Well, Ray, it's been a, such a treat working with you and Herb Carniel. Thank you, old fellow. It's an occasion for tears as well as laughter and... Uh, I think a lot of the guys were choking up a little bit. And that's the story of the Twins' pennant drive in 65. For President Calvin Griffith and the Twins' official family, a fitting reward for years of effort. For manager Sam Neely, coaches Hal Maragon, Billy Martin, Jim Lemon, and John Singh, the climax to a year of hard work. For the players... A place in the World Series. From the Twins broadcasters, Kurt Carneal, Halsey Hall, and your truly great shot, our thanks to wonderful twin fans. We'll see you at the Mets in 1966.